there are legends round here, even if only in their own minds. Forgotten, but not dead. Some have tried to stop them, but they keep coming back, coming to entertain you. They are the Crystal Lake Soldiers. Welcome campers. This is a special edition of the Crystal Lake Soldiers podcast. This is something that we're trying out to see about possibly doing future reviews for movies. Tonight, uh, we're discussing a movie that had a short limited run in theaters through Fathom Events. Uh, It's Rob Zombie's newest movie in the, you know, House of a Thousand Corpses, Devil's Rejects series, titled Three from Hell. If you didn't get a chance to check it out, Obviously, the Blu-ray is coming out in October. Uh, Ted, when when is that coming out again? October 15th is the release date. Awesome. Perfect. So you have that to look forward to if you were wanting to see this. Uh, just to kind of start out, you know, about the movie. And actually, before we even get into that, how we're going to structure this review, because there's going to be two different versions of this review. There's going to be the spoiler-free version of the review, which will be a shorter review. And then there will be the ones filled with spoilers. So if you're listening to the spoiler-filled one, all the spoilers that we're going to talk about are going to be at the end of the review here, which we'll get into the kind of the nitty-gritty of the story elements and things that happened. But otherwise, um, I hope you guys enjoy this. Uh, we're, we're kind of looking forward to this because we want to start doing more reviews and getting more content out there for you guys. So let's go ahead and get into this. So Three From Hell, like I said had a limited release through Fathom Events. It was in theaters for three days um, uh, this week, actually. So Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday of this week. And each night they had something different. So the first night, if you went, you got a free poster with it. Second night, they did a feature, kind of a behind-the-scenes documentary. I think you said it was about 40 minutes long, Ted. Is that correct? It was around 40 minutes to an hour, yeah. All right, perfect. And then... Uh, now we're recording this on Thursday. So last night was actually the tri- the the double feature where they showed Devil's Rejects and Three from Hell. Um, mm. So that would have been kind of cool if if you got to see it that way to you know kind of get the whole story arc for that. Um, obviously, it was missing House of a Thousand Corpses, but you know you still got Devil's Rejects then going right into Three from Hell. So. How insane would that be if they did do all three movies? You'd be there till like one o'clock. Oh God, morning. that would have been. <laughs> that would have been great, though. I mean, because they're, yeah. they're they're great movies. Mm-hmm. You know, right off the bat, um, obviously, if you've been paying attention to, you know, what's been said about the movie, people are kind of divided regarding this movie. They're, they're like polar opposites. Either people loved it or they hated it. I, I know I use that a lot with a lot of different things, but literally... You either loved or hate this movie from what I've been seeing. Even even like with reviews, either, you know, like sites like IMDb, Rotten Tomatoes, they've been like opposite ends too. Because right now through IMDb, it's sitting at like a 7.1. 
currently for IMDb, which is pretty good, for, especially for a horror movie. You know, you go to Rotten Tomatoes and it's it's not sitting good. It's at like at like forty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, so it's kind of all over the place, and that that seems to ring true with people and critics as well. Now, both me and Ted got to see it on Tuesday night, where they had the the documentary after after the showing of the movie, and I fucking love this movie. I absolutely love this movie. I did too. It was a great time. I thought it was gritty the way it needed to be gritty. I loved the cinematography. <clears throat> I loved the music, like we talked about. The music was fantastic in this in this movie. I cannot give it enough praise. I love the placement. I mean, Rob Zombie is perfect. I mean, you know, being a musician, he's perfect at knowing when to place music in certain scenes. <clears throat> like the scene when they introduce Baby in the uh, prison and they are escorting her to her parole hearing, you know, that I love that scene, slow motion, the music was perfect. Yeah, you get a lot of good music in this, and, you know, I've never been a big Rob Zombie fan music-wise, but his taste in music is fucking phenomenal, Mm -hmm. and you definitely get to see that on display, just like you did in Devil's Rejects, his music selection in this, because he was the music supervisor for this, Oh my God, it, like everything was perfect music-wise. Everything from the beginning up until the final end credits. The end song was great too. Like that, that yeah. everything about the music just made the movie that much better in my opinion. And it's fucking phenomenal. I, I don't know what else really to say, you know, uh, with regards to the music, but it's just fucking phenomenal. It really made the movie for me. Yeah. And you know what? The movie's an hour and 51 minutes long. It didn't feel that way to me, man. It went by the pacing. It went by really fast for me. I couldn't believe it. I was like, "Wow, we're already it's already over." <laughs> yeah, no, definitely. Yeah, that was that was the other thing cuz we were talking about that the other night too that it just felt like that was it. Yeah. And you didn't realize that fucking 2 hours had passed. Like when we we when me and my wife walked out of the theater, I looked at my phone just to see what time it was and I couldn't believe that it was fucking two hours long. I mean, this movie yeah. didn't have any previews or anything before it, so no. I knew for a fact that it was two fucking hours, and it 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 kept moving so well that it did not feel like two hours, and it was fun. It was a fun movie, yeah. and, you know, it, it really... In a way, it kind of made them like the heroes in the movie, mm-hmm. which was kind of weird, um, but it's- at the same time, it's kind of like you want them, to, you want to root for them just because of all the shit that they're being put through with regards to prison and mm-hmm. being chased and everything. Especially in that third so, act, you're, you're the third act. There's no doubt in in my mind. Oh yeah, or it shouldn't it shouldn't be a doubt in anybody's mind that you're supposed to be rooting for these people. <laughs> you're supposed to be rooting for the fireflies. Right. It was great. It was great. Every everything that they did here um, with the movie was phenomenal in my opinion. And, you know, obviously it's, it's well known that Sid Haig did not have a a huge role in the movie. We'll talk more about that in the spoiler section. If you're listening to the spoiler filled one, if not, you can definitely listen to that after you see the movie, if you want to, or if you, if you want it spoiled, you can switch over to that one. And we'll, we'll talk more about Sid Haig, but uh, Richard Brake was a very good, replacement choice. Oh, he was perfect. You know, for Sid, for Sid Haig. And his character, I felt, felt, you know, fell right in line with the Firefly gang and 
he fit right in perfectly mm-hmm. in my opinion with this. Oh, he did. It it it's he he played a great compliment to uh Bill Mosley's Otis. Yeah. So I I thought them playing off each other was phenomenal too and uh yeah, it it all worked for the good, you know, even though it sucked that Sid wasn't in the whole movie, it, w- it was a good consolation. And I-, I thought they did it well. And everything with how they handled the whole Sid situation, you know, I thought was done as best and tastefully as you could. Because, you know, Rob Zombie did an interview recently where he had talked about the reason why Sid wasn't because everybody was questioning if Sid was going to be in the movie. And obviously it became known. So this isn't really a spoiler if you're listening. Yeah. <laughs> so it, it became known that Sid was not in the full movie. And the reason why was because at the time that they were about to begin production and start actually rolling film on it, Sid ended up in the hospital. He had already lost a bunch of weight. He was pretty sickly and stuff. And so Rob Zombie had to basically re not rewrite the whole movie because he basically the part that Richard Brake plays in this movie was meant to be Captain Spaulding, but he changed it enough to make it fit. And I thought he did a decent job with the circumstances and with the amount of time that he had to do this because he had to do this in a quick turnaround to basically fit Richard Brake's character in here. And I thought under the circumstances, they he handled it phenomenally, especially given the fact that this was meant to be a whole different character. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, kudos to Rob Zombie for that because he, he really handled that pretty well because that's a shitty situation to be in especially right before you're about to start filming yeah he even talked about that in the documentary about how you know they were getting ready to shoot and then you know sid's like you know i I can't do all this anymore you know physically so rob's like okay and uh rob said you know he scaled it back and then when they met and he real rob realized oh man he can't even do this without you know like you know physically he can't he can't do all this so he had to rethink everything at that point and, uh, you know, he, he did it. And like you said, I think he did a fantastic job with it. It was a fantastic <clears throat> job how he handled Spaulding's, um, Spaulding's character, given the small role. I enjoyed that. It makes me interested. I want to read, like, the full original script before he had to change it, you know, now. Right. Because, you know, some things had to be changed, like how, you know, Otis escaped prison and things like that. Cause I'm, I'm wondering what it was like or how it was written originally. Yeah. Now to kind of talk about probably my favorite part of this. And it was kind of a play on a scene that they did in devil's rejects. And I, I don't want to go into too much detail, but uh, Clint Howard's character, <laughs> Mr. Baggy Britches, <laughs> that was probably one of the funniest characters and it's so it was so funny but so sad at the same time i love clint howard (laughs) and like even all the cameos that they had in here because you had clint howard you know as mr baggy britches which was great yeah and then you had d wallace who was almost unrecognizable like you were saying when we were talking about this i didn't recognize her at first the first scene that she was in which we'll go into later uh, i didn't really i didn't like so i was like who is that seems familiar and then her next scene when uh she's with baby and it finally hit mm-hmm. and my brain finally clicked. And I said, Holy crap, that's D Wallace. And she, yeah. I was like, you know, she dyed her hair. She's wearing the glasses. I was like, who is this lady? It is. Oh, it is D Wallace. I was like, Oh, cool. That's a kudos to her. Cause in the documentary, it was her. I, she said it was her idea to dye her hair because 
she said, Rob, nobody's going to believe I'm like this horrible yeah. warden person with these perky blonde <laughs> hair, she said. So she's like, let me dye it brown or black or whatever. And so she did. And that, I mean, that made her unrecognizable right there, just having the the yeah. hair different. And then she has the glasses and I'm just like, wow. <laughs> She did a great job transforming herself, in my opinion. Oh God, yeah, and just the interactions with with Baby that she had, it was <laughs> it was fantastic. It was. They had so many different cameos and and whatnot, and it it they all felt like needed at the times that they were there. I mean, obviously, there's certain characters, you know, from previous movies that were in there that you, that made you want to see more of. Yeah, overall, it was it was nice throwback to a, a bunch of different things that they had in there, and it was it was great. I, yeah, I, I really don't know what else to say other than that this movie was fucking phenomenal. I, if I were if I were to rank these movies, you know, this would probably be right up there with Devil's Rejects because. You know, I, Devil's Rejects is my favorite Rob Zombie movie, bar none, but it's right up there. Uh, and and that's really saying something, because just in all honesty, his earlier work is great. You know, House of Thousand Corpses, um, Devil's Rejects, the first Halloween, everything after that, I fucking hated. Like, Halloween 2 was a trash fire, in my opinion. <laughs> you had Lords of Salem, which was fucking boring. And then you had 31, which that was just fucking dull, too. So this, for me, I feel is like a return to form for, for Rob Zombie and and his filmmaking. And it makes me excited for what he might be able to do next. You know, are they going to continue this storyline with mm-hmm. how things may have left off? Or, you know, you know, what is he going to do n- next? Like, you were talking about, like, what if he gets to make that boxer movie finally? You yeah, know, the, the it, it, it's interesting Rex, to see. Yeah. Yeah, so it'll be interesting to see, you know, what happens next, because I, I think this could be a good resurgence for him for making movies, and I, I'm excited. Yeah, I think uh, out, of, out of the whole Firefly, uh, Firefly franchise, I think this one's my favorite. I, I, was, I really was sucked into the, the story in the beginning. Um, I, yeah. I, I think, you know, I love Devil's Rejects. I like, you know, House of Thousand Corpses. Those movies I, I really enjoy. I think this one is my favorite though the way it was just handled i i loved it i love the whole i guess because I, I like to watch documentaries about different things and the movie you know the beginning of the movie has that documentary feel to it and and it's like the charles manson s thing which is not a spoiler because that's in the trailer you know free the three free the yep. three and all that type of stuff and so that really sucked me into the movie right from the get-go and i was just like oh this is great you know the aftermath of rejects we're seeing everything that happened Honestly, if if you enjoyed um, House of a Thousand Corpses and Devil's Rejects, I think you probably will enjoy this. But like I said, it it seems like people are either loving or hating it. Even ones that loved the original two movies, some are hating it. But I would say give it a shot. Check it out. Comes out October 15th on Blu-ray DVD. And it's actually getting a 4K Blu-ray release if I was reading that right. Yeah, I saw that too. Which uh, I'm excited for, because being able to see that on my 4K TV would be nice, too. So, <laughs> you know, definitely check it out, because I, I I, really think it should be given a chance, because obviously it didn't get the theatrical run that everybody would have wanted, because obviously it was ind- independently financed and whatnot. So yeah. I think you, everybody should give it a chance, and, you know, just check it out. Even if you wait for it to show up on a streaming service or whatever the case may be, check it out, you know. Support horror. I, I think you really, everybody should be supporting horror. 
you know, when it's made, especially if it's, if it's being done decently, then this was done decently. And, you know, the love that he put into this, I, I can fully see it, yeah. you know, cause he really loves these characters. And I think the story that he told was great, you know, and I, I'm sure other people are going to disagree with me and, you know, that's, that's fine. Cause everybody can have their opinion on it, but I, I really believe he did a wonderful job with this movie. I do too. I agree. You know, it took him 14 years to revisit these characters and revisit this world that he created back in what, 2000 because, you know, the House of a Thousand Corpses yeah. was filmed in 2000, but it didn't get released until 2003. So I guess yep. you, you basically for him, it's like it's been a 20 year franchise essentially for him. I mean, so but you can tell That's, I mean, he didn't yeah. he didn't just revisit this automatically like in. You know, after Devil's Rejects, he's like, okay, I'm going to make another one. Uh, he went off to do uh, the Halloween movies he did and other stuff. Um, so, you know, he took his time with it until he got, like, an idea that he figured that he could, you know, um, logically uh, make ground as grounded as he can make it grounded. Because I know that's kind of one of the uh, pet peeves that people are saying, the beginning about how... You know, how how are they still alive after the end of uh, Devil's Rejects? Because they, you know, charge the police mm. and, you know, not getting shot up. And I was like, well, this was the most realistic way it was handled. So <laughs> I, I did not yeah. mind it at all. <clears throat> no, definitely not. I think without giving out any more spoilers, I mean, that's really kind of what we can say about it. It's, it's, it's a good flick. I, I really think you guys would enjoy it if you checked it out and just gave it a chance. If I were to to rate this movie out of, you know, just say out of five, you know, one obviously being a shit fire and five being excellent, I would give it probably a 4.5 for a horror movie. I would give it my top. I would give it five if I had to rate it one through five. I would get five because I loved everything about it. Music, cinematography, I love the acting in it, the humor in it was great. I love just yeah. the scenes of them just being a family like Otis, Foxy, just playing cards in the hotel room and baby's just like, baby's yep. watching TV. She's watching like a old Bella Lugosi movie. I'm yes, bored. I love that. Like, I'm bored. She just keeps saying that. I'm bored. He's like, Where are you going? I'm gonna get a drink. Yeah, you know, everybody knows our faces, you know, we're, we're wanted right now. I don't think you should be wandering off. Just 10 minutes, man. I just want to get a drink. <laughs> mm. Stuff like that. I just love it. Everything was, I thought everything was just perfect. Yeah. It was great. And uh, I, I I highly recommend it. I cannot wait till next month when the blue comes out so I can watch it again. And Definitely. again and again and again and again. <laughs> Yeah, definitely. Well, if you guys have been able to see this, you know, in the limited release that they had, let us know through either Facebook, Instagram, or Twitter. You can find us at CLS Podcast. We'd love to know what you guys thought of this movie, or if you're planning on seeing it when it comes out on Blu-ray next month, you know, keep in touch with us. If, if you like this format of us doing movie reviews, you know, let us know. If, if there's any movies you want us to review, let us know, because we... we we want to add more content just besides our normal podcast every week. And I th- I thought that this would be a good way to do it is by doing movie reviews. And I think this was fun. Yeah. And, and I'm, I'm hoping that we do this again here soon. So, you know, until next time, our normal episode will be up this weekend, uh, probably more like Monday morning. So you can look forward to that. We'll be talking about short films and, and fan films. So we're excited for that. We'll have our first guest on there. Woo! So... Until next time, keep it crazy, guys, and we'll talk to you later. Adios. Adios.
Thanks for joining us today for the CLS Podcast. Check us out at www.clspodcast.com or join in the conversation on social media with the hashtag CLS Podcast. Until next time, stay safe, campers. Campers.